2: Broadcasting from Terrio
0: Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Yeah. Hello. Hello and welcome to another episode of Epic Real Estate Investing. Hope life is is treating you well. And if it's not, let's see if we can improve things a bit today. And if your life happens to be rocking right now, hey, I couldn't be happier. And let's see if we can make it even better. Deal? All right. Uh, quick announcement before we get started. If you haven't heard, I'm going to be making some significant revisions to the Epic Pro Academy. I'm going to be doing that over the holidays. And, and to make it easier on myself, I'm going to be closing the Academy to new members on November 7th so i have that that time to go ahead and and do everything that i want to do the academy it's still going to be accessible to existing members it's just shut down to new members so I can focus on fulfilling my vision of the of the perfect real estate investing academy that i had when i first created it i got sidetracked a bit with a uh, my own investing and never completed it how I wanted it. So here's the opportunity for you. The current membership fee for the Academy is still at the launch promotion price. It's been that way for over a year. I never changed it. Uh, I never had the opportunity, just didn't get around to it. So I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it at that price until November 17th. And then when I reopen in January, I will reopen at the regular price, of which will be double what it is right now. Right now it is $497 for an annual membership. And uh, here's the good news for all the existing Academy members that purchased the annual or platinum membership as it's referred to. If you purchase that, um, if you're an owner or a member under the platinum membership, the annual membership, you will be grandfathered into the lifetime membership. So that's my gift to you. And actually, I will extend that same offer to any new member that joins before November 17th. Now, if you want to take advantage of that, go to EpicProAcademy.com and click the Join tab. EpicProAcademy.com, click the Join tab, and there you go. Do that before November 17th, and and that annual membership is a lifetime membership to you. Now, let's get on with the the meat of today's show. I've been receiving very favorable comments about the episodes of of this show where I interview past coaching clients, where I interview Epic Pro Academy members, and, and just overall, many of you have told me that you just like hearing from real investors that have nothing to sell or, or no agenda by being here on the show. And I can appreciate that. And, and I'm happy you've all shared that with me because you know, as it's that type of philosophy that's in alignment with what this show is all about, the foundation of this show, real world real estate investing education, telling it how it really is. So on the phone today, I'm joined by just such an investor, happens to be a member of the Epic Pro Academy, and uh i get yeah so without further ado i welcome to the show mr jesse milner jesse welcome to epic real estate investing
1: hey Matt. how's it going it's
0: going very well sir and you
1: fantastic fantastic
0: uh S- super glad uh, to hear it living the dream <laughs> i love it i love it so i'm very happy to have you here um thanks for taking time out of your day to to chat for a while um to get started, can you just share a little bit about your background and, and specifically what was life like for you before you started to, or, or before you decided to become a real estate investor?
1: Sure, no problem, Matt. And uh first of all, I'd like to thank you for all you've done uh for me as far as my, my real estate investing career. Hmm. But um welcome. Yeah, roughly about I would say two and a half years ago. I was, I still am in the military also as a reservist and also work a government job. And uh, I look back and uh, after the last 10 years, I realized, you know, I'd made the and away from the family for about seven years. Mm-hmm. So uh, as you said before, I just got uh, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And uh, we never had any any certainty about uh, where we're going to be, what we're going to do, or anything like that. And so, so finally, I decided uh, I was going to be a real estate investor. And mm-hmm. I, I I know it's uh, kind of crazy, but uh, one day I just uh, walked in and told my wife that's what we were going to do. Hmm. So, uh,
0: where did that inspiration come from? <laughs> of all the well, things you could have become or decided to do.
1: No, no, I um, it really came out of desperation. Uh, t- to be honest with you, I uh, I knew my grandfather had done it. He uh, he was he came from nothing and uh, he he slowly bought houses and uh, he did really well. My uncle, he he had also done it too. So I had I had I knew it worked, and I also knew that uh, it was something I could do. I, I that was that was what I knew I I, I could do. I mm-hmm. I didn't know anything else really that's just I knew I needed to change things and I knew that I wanted to be financially independent and I knew I wanted to have something to pass on for generations right. and uh, you know I'm i am not going to invent the next iPhone so
2: mm-hmm.
1: I knew I could do this mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of where it, it was born
0: got it so you had you had a, a an example within your family that you you know that's where it gave you the belief and the confidence that this would
1: work Yes. I did. Uh I didn't I never really asked for details of, of, of how they did it. But yes, I, I knew that uh it was possible and, and I could do it.
0: Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So, once you made that decision, uh what did you do first?
1: <laughs> so So after after my wife uh was very cool about the entire process, after you know we agreed that this is what we're going to do. I just I searched everywhere I read everything I could, I went to re meetings anything and everything I could possibly think of as far as learning I did mm-hmm. uh, for the first six months, we didn't really do any action besides learning because <laughs> I was about to deploy again mm. uh, at that point uh, and I looked at the emails uh. I contacted you uh when I was deployed and uh everything you said in, in your in your website and it just made sense. So you know, you responded quickly and uh, it was going back and forth and um so I just started listening to everything you had, taking notes, and when I came back from my deployment, I started to put a plan in action.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Got it. So when did you return? By by the way, thank you for your service, Jesse. Um, I I know the uh, the government hasn't been so kind to our the our veterans that are that are fighting the battle for us, fighting for our freedom. And I want you to know that uh, that doesn't go for the country. We all very much appreciate your service.
1: Thank you, Matt, and I uh, I appreciate yours as well.
0: You bet, you bet, partner. Um, so you returned from deployment. You so am I assuming over while you were deployed that. Uh, you know, you just kind of immersed yourself in education and just did everything you could to learn, learn, learn. So once you returned, you were able to pull the trigger?
1: So once I returned... <laughs>
0: no pun intended.
1: There. I was re- I, I was out the gates. I literally did everything uh, you, you said. I, I wrote yellow letters. I did created a website. I did Craigslist. I even did Band of Science, uh which gave me the opportunity to network police officers At Mm -hmm. uh, two or three in the morning. (laughs) I've been there, but uh, but you know, um, yeah, that's what we did for probably four or five months, and uh, we got a deal. Mm -hmm. We got a deal off of that, and um, we actually we bought a buy and hold house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, As as we move forward, let um, me stop
0: you there, real quick, Jesse. So you, um. Sent out your letters and put up signs and and ran internet ads. You did that for five months before you got a deal. Is that correct?
1: I did that for for four or five months uh, before I got a deal. Um, that's awesome. Now
0: the, re- the reason the reason always- I even brought that up because I I think that's that's more uh, I I get a lot of people that say hey, I've been doing this. I sent out y'all letters for six weeks and no one's called me yet. I've put up signs last weekend and I didn't get any calls. And so I just wanted wanted to point out that you pursued this. You did, you performed the right activities. You did them consistently, but most importantly, you were persistent with that action and five months you got a deal. So awesome. All right. Continue the story.
1: No problem. And you say persistent. Uh, my wife says obsessive, but I guess it's the same thing. Uh, (laughs) so yeah, no. And, and I was thinking back on this. Uh, I think one of the reasons, and you mentioned this in, in a previous podcast, I think one of the reasons was, because for the first few months, I didn't, I didn't really know how to talk to people, and plus, I, you know, I had, I was nervous. Mm-hmm. So some of that point was there could have been deals in there potentially as well. Uh, I just, uh, I didn't know how to capitalize mm-hmm. them on at that point. But after uh, five or six months, we did. We bought a property, and uh, I wasn't gonna wholesale it, but it was, it was too good of an opportunity, so we, we held it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. From from that point forward, you know, I I kind of realized that for a while I was I just thought wholesaling was the was the only option. I, I, it's great, but I, I, we started budgeting, and and if I could pass on anything, uh, that that was that was where it changed for us. Mm-hmm. For us, once we we started realizing that, you know, your house and this is your house is where the business begins. As far as you, is your business, and this is a business. And once we started budget, budgeting, and we saw where you know money was going, and and and, and how we were in basically taking care of our money, we saw that you know what, hey, we we can we can maybe afford a house. Mm-hmm. We can maybe, so we started actually buying houses. Awesome. And uh, make a long story short, we started buying houses. Uh, we live in Washington D.C. in the area. But uh, we started buying houses in Charlotte, North Carolina, because just mm-hmm. uh, as you said, the, the the numbers make sense over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we developed a team, and uh, right now we're looking at our fifth personal house, and uh, we've actually bought in two investors. And overall, we have eight eight houses, uh, five <laughs> we own. Or, mm-hmm. or sorry, we're looking at our fifth, and we're managing three for two other investors.
2: Ah, awesome.
1: Awesome. So and, and, and kind of a side note that first house we bought from wholesaling, we ended up selling we held it for a year so we could so we could take advantage of the ten thirty one exchange mm-hmm. and uh we made about eighty six thousand dollars and bought two houses basically. Oh, man. No money down. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations. And Thank uh you, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew you're doing well, but you haven't shared any details with me, so I'm hearing a, a, all of this for the first time, uh, just right along with everybody else. Uh, let me ask. Let's go back to that first deal. Uh, of all the sure. marketing strategies that you had employed, what uh, where did that deal come from?
1: It was a uh, splash page.
0: Splash page. Okay.
1: The, the I created the website like you told me, and. I got a a hit. Even when I got the hit, I you know, I still had to go. I went to the owner, and we had to work out. She was actually having problems with the current, she was renting the place, with the current tenant. And uh, as as you mentioned before, sometimes you you, you have to be a counselor. And uh, mm-hmm. she just needed somebody to give her the courage to guide her through the process. And uh, she, was, she was kind of being taken advantage of by the tenant. And, uh you know, we still talk to this day. <laughs> it's mm. kind of crazy, but I still talk with, <laughs> with that lady. Um,
0: Actually, it's not crazy because uh, that's what happens in this business is you, you help people, you create relationships, and sometimes they become friends. Sometimes they come, become referral sources. So it's not crazy at all. That's how it happens. So nice work it means you're doing it right. Right. So you, you took over that property. Um, so what were the, can you give me kind of the structure of how you acquired that property?
1: Okay, this is going to be kind of confusing. I'll try, but <laughs> we we bought the property. Um, we bought it at a, at a considerable discount. Once I saw the discount, it was it was too good to to not eat. Mm-hmm. So so we kept it. I initially had it as a lease purchase for, any, for a prospective buyer, mm-hmm. and so I had it as a lease purchase where somebody would come in. And pay me a certified check down payment. We had agreed terms and agreed future price for one year. Uh, from that point, there was a certain amount that of the rent every month that I'd put toward writing down the sale price. If you if you follow me on that, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. so you're you're applying a portion of their payment to the principal. Correct. Okay.
1: So, from that point, and um, in, in, in all. And all repairs, because because it needed some cosmetic work and uh, it just needed some fix up, mm-hmm. but nothing serious. There was actually you know, there was somebody living there the day of closing, and so they they were responsible for all fix up, repair, maintenance, HOA fees, anything like that. With the understanding that in a year's time, they would buy it at a at, at a set price. Mm-hmm. Well, they did all the fix up, and they did a great job on it. Matter of fact. But uh, when when a year came, they decided not to exercise their option. Got it. I I don't get it either because even the price that we agreed on was probably about 10 to 15% below market price. Mm. Mm -hmm. But uh, they didn't. So at that point, I immediately put it on Craigslist Mm -hmm. Uh, because I didn't want to deal with a realtor or anything like that. Uh, And uh, it became a bidding war literally overnight. Um, so it was, I probably sold it for maybe fifteen to $17,000 more than I had it on Craigslist for. Wow. It
0: was an all cash deal. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. So there's a couple things there. Um, so you purchased this property at, or excuse me, uh, how did you actually buy the property? How did you acquire the property? Did I miss that part? Uh,
1: conventional financing.
0: Conventional financing. Okay. So you went to the bank, got a loan. Sure. perfect so once you owned it then you went and you your intention was to do a lease option as your exit strategy right right my
1: like, okay. commitment I just wanted to do uh, some I didn't really want to pay for the repairs sure
0: so part uh, of I part of that me. lease option was that the tenant would do the repairs correct perfect okay I love it um and then uh, when the option came up they didn't want to execute. And you slap that thing on Craigslist and because it was actually a deal, it attracted a lot of attention, which caused a bidding war and, you know, demand drives value. And and uh, you got to sell it for a whole lot more than, than what you wanted for it. Did I get all that correct? That's perfect. Awesome. Congrats. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Great story. Well, I, mean, I just yeah, I, I want to go was, through uh, the actual uh,
0: details so everyone can actually follow along and learn exactly what you're doing. So I love it. Sure. All right, so that one was in the books. You you pocketed what eighty six thousand dollars, you said, and then what happened next?
1: So so after that, I kind of decided. I you know I, I have a job that um, one doesn't. I I, I have to, to work. I I don't have a lot of flexibility in my time. Um, and it requires a lot of hours, and mm-hmm. you know my family is my number one priority, and you know the wholesaling thing for me at this time wasn't the most effective use of my time at this point now right. later on when i'm full-time i will go back to that but i decided you know what i my best use time is to probably just save our money and slowly buy properties that fit a certain criteria so we created a cash flow criteria for for future properties that we were going to buy mm-hmm. once we created the criteria it we actually kind of started looking at census census data and other factors, and we found the location, and then we, we drilled down from those two or three locations. We found where the numbers would make sense as far as where they fit our criteria and our, our cash flow expectations.
0: Perfect. So you developed your property criteria... So the, right. the area that you wanted, the type of property that you wanted, and then you established basically your minimum deal standards, right?
1: That's exactly right.
0: Perfect. Okay, go ahead.
1: So we decided that would be Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, we developed a team over there. We we, we worked with a realtor, actually, who was uh, very good. And we started buying properties.
0: Okay, so you uh, live, real quick, you live in Washington, D.C., and I live in
1: Washington,
0: D.C. And you decided and to go in Charlotte. How far away is Charlotte from Washington, D.C.?
1: Four and a half hours on the drive.
0: Okay. So that that's far enough to be out of your own backyard. Um, how did you, what did you do to create the team in Charlotte, to be able to find a market that wasn't in your backyard to invest? And how did you build that team to do that?
1: Okay. I'll get to that in a second. But okay. Actually, I want to to say something about the, the out-of-state you know, at, at first, people were going to say the out-of-state is a disadvantage. You know, I don't – I think after I've done it for a while and we're still learning through it, but I think it's an advantage because it forces you to create the systems that you might not create if you're investing nearby. Mm. You know, you, you would you would put out that fire automatically if you could just drive down there. Or you would do that – whatever it is, you would mm. do it automatically if you could if – it, if it was – Fifteen or twenty minutes away. Mm-hmm. When it's further, you have to have a system in place, or it's going to eat your lunch. Now, how do we develop it? Well, we developed it through <laughs> mistakes. Basically, <laughs> um, we didn't know, you know, what we didn't know how. I, I listened to you constantly, and I listened to other people, and I read. I knew de- developing a team, but I wasn't sure how. So we went down there a few times. We kissed a lot of frogs, and I found the guy who you know worked with us. I found a realtor who was working with us. He had a he had an established team as far as uh, contractors. He had an experience with investors, so we kind of piggybacked off of his team. Mm -hmm. And but uh, before that, we we went through many many realtors. We went down there a few times, and we made a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. So that's that's kind of how we
0: go team. Got it. Well, you might, I don't know if you'll take comfort in this or not, but that's exactly how I built my teams. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people ask me, how do you find the right team members? How do you find good team members? And my answer is typically, well, you, you work with a lot, uh, enough of the wrong team members to find the right ones.
1: Yeah. Because I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more.
0: Right. Cause I mean, when you're talking to them and, and you're getting ready to kiss that frog, I mean, they they look pretty good before you kiss them. I mean, they're telling you exactly what you want to hear. They're telling you everything that it sounds great. So you give them a shot and you know, you don't realize it's a frog until after your lips have touched. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're exactly, I mean, that's, I mean, every, and you know, I think of that, I think a little bit of that is because, because you hear it, you want, you want to hear, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I think you, you know, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you, you want to hear the perfect thing and they're telling you that and, and until you, and an investor-realtor, and you've gone over this, is a whole different animal. I mean, it's, it's somebody that's willing to – you can't tell the average realtor that, hey, I'd, I'd like you to write 10 or 15 offers a week.
2: Right. And and, and
1: but, but once a realtor sees that, at least in our case and probably yours as well, that you're, you're going to bring multiple deals and uh, you can bring other investors online, mm-hmm. they're going to finally get it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the kind of guy we found.
0: Right, right. Yeah, once you display your competence and the people around you that are all, everyone that's involved in a real estate transaction, once they've seen competence and actual follow-through, all of a sudden, everything gets a lot easier. The barriers come down.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's it. I mean, we had, um, nobody's fault, but we we, we we talked to a lot of realtors, and I, I'm sure they've had a lot of people that called them as well and with, you know, saying that they wanted to buy investment homes and stuff like that, and they probably got burned as well, so... Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like once they see that that you that you're willing to pay, they're
0: right, right, yeah. I mean, both sides have been burned. So you know, it's I'm not making realtors wrong because I was once one, and I know what kind of traffic comes your way, whether that's through the phone or through your ads or through an open house. You get a lot of people talking a big game and and very little follow through on the back end. But you know, when a realtor does recognize that there is follow through, you know, sometimes you just have to prove yourself first before you can have. Ask the realtor to prove themselves.
1: I couldn't agree more.
0: Right, perfect. Yep. So um, now you're a buyer. Now you've got up to your fifth property. Uh, you know, why don't you share with me a story with the the most creative acquisition that you that you've got out of those five?
1: I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, most of ours are conventional. Okay. Um, now I will tell you for for a tip um, that the way we're structuring our deals right now is i'm i am getting all our our conventional loans in my name uh my wife works as well but the way that i guess that Fannie and freddie are, are my wife can actually get in her name as well so as long as we don't put them both in our name i can Fannie or freddie out of 10 and 10 loans and she can as well mm. so currently i am getting them all in my name and uh once we hit that threshold where I can no longer. We're going to
0: switch over to her. Got it. Okay, let me ask you a question about that. Um, because when I was a realtor, if if I was if I had a married couple buying a property, you know, they would require both tax returns, and they both ended up being on the on on the loan. So you're able right now to get qualified for a loan all by yourself. They know you're married, and you don't need your wife's participation.
1: Correct. As a matter of fact you, you but you have to uh be diligent in making sure that the loan and and i've had on the same loan off for for the loan now mm-hmm. although we've we we've gone past our five so now we we've kind of hit the investor an investor area where we have to find special even fair may loans mm-hmm. i'm sure you know you can explain that better than i can that but i we, we make you sure to do it in just in my name and as long as you for us as long as we've, we we we've emphasized that I am the, the sole person on this loan. Didn't that fine. Uh, as long as I qualify strictly from my income. hmm.
0: Got it. Now, what would you say is your, your biggest takeaway from your experience inside of the academy?
1: I'll tell you that what separates you at least to me from everybody else is that you, you haven't sugarcoated it. Um, one, we, we had the common military background, and in some ways we kind of, we, we talked the same language. Mm-hmm. But, you know, th- there was never a point where you said, you know, retire in, you know, less than a month and you're going to be rich. And, and, and actually that attracted me because if it wasn't been easy, I, I really probably, either I wouldn't have trusted it or I just don't think it would have caught my attention. Mm-hmm. And, and you've, you've laid it out there, and one thing you've said that I've repeated else coming in for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's for some, for some reason, that's, stuck. And, you know, and now we're seeing the vision. Now things are materializing. And, and you're right. You know, we're, we're, matter of fact, that first contract for that wholesale was your 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 contract. Mm. That was your you, the contract you put out there. Uh, we used that for our first wholesale. I just, I, what you said, it, it made sense to me more than where I'm hearing from other people I'm hearing now.
0: Got it. Got it. Thanks for for sharing that. So, at, at this point, you know, actually, we got we haven't talked in a very long time, over a year, and I just right. got an email from you asking me uh, uh, about a deal or a situation that you are in. So, so what's going on in your real estate investing right now that you know that's got you all excited?
1: Right now, we're—I mean, we're just dealing excited. I'll be honest with you because. Uh, you know, we put in hours. We're doing the hard work, like you mentioned, and it, we're seeing it. Um, we're, we're adding properties. Uh, we're almost to the point, you know, where properties are buying properties. That's where, you know, we really want to get work. But I called you about a um, – it was, it was a wholesale deal. Mm-hmm. And literally this was from uh, me and Andy. We sent out uh, Craigslist ads probably about six months ago. And somebody called. And said uh, that they were they were fed up and they were ready to sell. So we went down there and uh, we, we got a price. And uh, we start, you know, we looked around. So we started to find, we started to contact our buyers list, and we found the buyer who was going to buy it at a price that uh, we didn't. We believe we could do better. So we we told him the price we wanted, and he uh, he said that uh, he doesn't believe that, uh, he doesn't believe bird dogs should get that much money. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, you know, this might be, I don't know, but I don't believe you should tell me how much money I should get. If, if <laughs> there's, if, I, I, I I apologize if that's, that's rough, but. No.
0: I, you know yeah, what I always I, say to him, Jesse? I said, so what you're really telling me is you wish that you were me. <laughs>
1: right. Well. Well, let me let me tell you further, Annie. Let me. I'll, I'll, I'm sorry, I called you, Annie. Uh, let me let me tell you further. That let me break down the deal for you, Matt. The deal was for. I'll break down the numbers if, if that's okay. Sure, go ahead. Okay. So the deal was two. We we got the property for two fifteen, and we believe that you still had enough meat on plenty of meat on the bone, at two twenty five. Matter of fact, we had multiple people coming in, so we 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 came to him and we said 225, and uh, I didn't want to deal with a double closing, I didn't want to deal with anything like that. So I said, I need a 10, a 10k finder fee. Me and Andy, he, he he said no, but he was willing to pay 225 for the property. If mm-hmm. you can understand that, mm-hmm. so he would have paid 225 for the property, but he wouldn't have paid 225 if it included 10k for a finder fee. <laughs> right, right. So, so he was just—he was just, you know. No, I get it. So, so, what we did was we came back with the seller and we said, "Hey, uh, look, we have a buyer. He can do the deal at the two fifteen that you want." And the thing is, from the close, from the proceeds of the closing, we require a, a, a five a five thousand dollar finer fee. Mm-hmm. So basically, we just and she was more than happy. She was she was ecstatic about that's fine. As long mm-hmm. as she got her two fifteen, she didn't she didn't care anything more. So right. we just took the five k from or we're we're in the process of you know, That's that's the deal we're doing now is is taking the five k from the proceeds of the sale and also taking the five k from the buyer. Mm-hmm. So we're we're getting the same amount of money. It's just a different a different way.
0: Got it. Got it. Yeah, from, uh, you've mentioned a a few times uh, for using the Craigslist ads and and a splash page. First of all, is that the splash page that I show you how to build in the Free Academy? Exactly. Perfect. Awesome. Um, And then your Craigslist ads, do you always drive them to a splash page or sometimes you use a phone number?
1: You know, we just use a phone number.
0: You just use a phone number?
1: Yeah, okay. I just um, because uh, we found that uh, you see the market in this area is just if you can get on the phone, you just need to get on the phone and and it, you don't need to create any more barriers. You're right.
0: Got it. Perfect. And then uh, you said you sent it out to your buyer's list. How, how did you build your buyer's list?
1: You know, you mentioned this before in multiple podcasts, but the buyer's list is for us was easy because first we have a market that. It's highly competitive, and if you have a deal, I mean, you're going to have troves of buyers. So
0: you mean, put it. if you find the deal, the buyer will find you.
1: Correct. <laughs> Correct.
0: Thank you for confirming.
1: I mean, we—I I found a bunch of buyers uh, from the previous house uh, that, that I discussed earlier. You know, I went to the REA meetings and stuff and, and things like that. But we, we, we put. You put a you put a real property at a at a real wholesale. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned this before too, like at a real wholesale cost. I mean, in price, you're going. To, you're not. That's not going to be the problem, at least here. hmm
0: Right at a real wholesale price, right?
1: Right. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying.
0: Exactly. So I mean, that's just. I love that you're saying that because you know that's probably the most common question that I get is. I don't have the money or how am I going to find the money or why do I even want to go out there if I don't have the money? Aren't I lying to people if if, if I tell them I have the money and, and all all these different crazy questions about the money. And if you find a deal, a real deal, your phrasing was at a real wholesale price, which is equivalent, right. There there's more than enough buyers out there. And then you found so many buyers from one deal. Now, all of a sudden you had a bunch of buyers for your next deal.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly right.
0: That's awesome, Jesse. That's so great to hear. <laughs> I love hearing it. Thank um you. that's perfect. So, uh what else? What what do you see for your for your future now and how's that gonna impact your life?
1: So I'm very goal oriented and, and, and so is my wife. And uh this this is this is how at least we're gonna start, you know, our, our future as as far as this is gonna create the foundational generational wealth that uh is going to move not only us forward, but you know, this is. I, I really want this to be where generations of my family look back and say, "Wow, that—that's kind of where the turn happened." Mm-hmm. But you know, we've read and we, and now I'm looking at biographies of, of successful real estate investors, and you know, we've we studied, and I think legitimately we can double our business every year. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy, maybe not to you, but I don't think that that out of the
0: realm. So we, our goal is to consist them our business. Mm-hmm. Awesome mindset. Awesome mindset. It's the right mindset to have. And as long as you take the action correlate to that mindset, um, that's, that'll be yours. I have no doubts. Uh, Jesse, last question. You know, things are going so good for you. It, it's, uh, I'm really happy to hear that. Looking back though, is there anything, is there one thing that, if you could do differently, you would?
1: You know, I, I I think that I would do it differently, but I don't think I, I would have known it unless I made the mistake. Mm-hmm. But, it, I refer again, but you've talked about this multiple times on your, on your podcast. Initially, when I started, I wanted to do everything. You know, I, I wanted to be the wholesaler. I wanted to be the investor. I wanted to do. I wanted to be the flipper. Possibly. I wanted to be the multifamily. There was no option that wasn't not on the table in mm-hmm. my mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, at least right now, we just don't. You you, you can't legitimately get great at something until you're focused on. You get great at one thing, and then maybe you can build from there. Right. But that, that's that's where I would have found one thing, and got really good at it, and then as opposed to trying to dabble in everything. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. That's great. Well, thanks, Jesse. Thanks for hanging out with us here today and and being so gracious with your time and and so gracious and and free with your sharing. I know you definitely touched people today. Uh, Many of the the obstacles that you've been able to overcome, um, you know, so many people have and they share that and I know they're identifying with you. So you've helped people today. So thank you.
1: Thank you, Matt. Thank you for uh, everything and what you're doing is is fantastic for others. I I really appreciate it,
0: man. You bet. Stay in touch, okay? You too, brother. All right. So that's it for today. Until next time, to your success, I'm Matt Terrio and Jesse Milner. We're both living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio.
2: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.